Smith will keep it. He dies for the end zone. He's got a touchdown. Kansas City in one of the greatest comebacks in Chiefs kingdom history. It's time. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Car out of the shotgun. Looks left. Throws a lob for Michael Crabtree. Caught it. He caught it. He caught it. The Raiders have the lead. 35-34. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Sweet revenge for Michael Crabtree. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. I needed that. Starting to feel like football now. Hey, that was a good start. Hey, that was a good start. We're going to finish for you, all right? The doctor is now in. And a very good Friday afternoon to you. We are live from the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas, our Friday home. It is the T.C. Martin Show, streaming live coast-to-coast, border-to-border, wherever you may be. We are glad to have you with us here at the best place on the Las Vegas Strip, the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas, inside the Sportsbook, powered, of course, by William Hill. And uh, the crowd already flocking in. Another huge weekend of football action. Shout out to Jerry the Dentist. And the Queen Olga making their way from Winnipeg. They, they came right to the show. Didn't even bother going to the front desk to check in yet. We've got baggage. We have got food. We have got chips. We've got beverages. We've got it all. And, of course, Double B, Brian Benowitz. What's going on here? They probably have ketchup-flavored potato chips is my guess. Ketchup-flavored. That is a thing in that Canada, is a thing. isn't it? That is a thing in, in, in Canada for sure. Oh, no. We, we, we've got to, we've got to call it's, great, it's great to have Jerry and Olga back. They have not left Manitoba since the uh, 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 pandemic started, but now they're back in action, and uh, great to have them here. They're here to see uh, a concert. Yes. Uh, this weekend, John Legend. Yeah, John, uh, John Legend, yeah. John, or Johnny to his friends. Uh, <laughs> John Legend here at the Cosmopolitan tomorrow night, and uh, it's great to have them to be here for a week. So it's uh, uh, just a, a kickoff of another great weekend. A really nice slate of football this weekend, I think, uh, compared to last weekend, although we picked pretty well, but the college football games look magnificent. All so right, we're going di- to dive into all that. So, yes, uh, well represented. This show, re- well represented in the uh, Canadian provinces, as we know. Not only do we have Winnipeg represented, we got Saskatchewan represented here uh, as well. Somewhere. S- somewhere. Playing lightning. Yeah. <laughs> it's all for you on this Friday edition of the T.C. Martin Show. Our best bet segment coming up a little bit later on. Yes, it's a football Friday, so you know what we do. We dive into the college side, the NFL side, and we are glad to have all of you with us here uh, again. Of course, the show Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m., and, of course, the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas here each and every Friday. And like I said, no better place to be than the Cosmopolitan, whether it's for the sportsbook side, the entertainment, the food side. And like uh, Brian said, John Legend in concert this weekend, tomorrow night. the Grammy Award-winning, Academy Award-winning John Legend at the Chelsea in no better concert venue than the Chelsea. Yeah, the, the Chelsea, if anybody's not uh, been been to the Chelsea before, you got to come down. Uh, there's no bad seat in the house. The acoustics are phenomenal. Uh, whether it's a, a, an R&B singer like uh, John Legend or we had Death Cab for Cutie here this week, so that's more of an alternative show. We had Rise Against already. We had uh, Dave Matthews before the pandemic. So i uh, got a full slate of... Uh, 
uh, great entertainment coming there, uh, including your buddy Billy Idol. My buddy. Yes, in, in October. So uh, we're excited to, to welcome him to the Chelsea. Doing a little rebel yell, a little white wedding. There it is. Yes. Yeah. yeah you, you, so you know them all. I, I know them all. You know me. I'm more of an old school R&B guy, as you, you know. Are, but yes. I'll, I'll go with the classic rock, as we well know. Yes, so. we've got some great classic rock guys yes. here. Even, even yes. uh, I'll, I'll leave it as a secret for next year. Yeah. As, as Brian had said to me last week, he goes, yeah, we've got this... Uh, this guy, Johnny Legend's coming next weekend. I, he goes, I, I heard he's pretty good. <laughs> I said, yeah, he's, he's pretty good. Yeah, so. I know he's well-known in Manitoba. That's so a great, that's, it's that's a great score. I mean, all of the great concerts that you have here at the Cosmopolitan, fantastic score. And again, uh, just, just so happy to be associated with the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. All right, Numchuck is back in the studio. Gilby the intern is here. Uh, the G-Man, live and in color as well, too. And like Brian said, yes, our best bets... Uh, we're off to a fantastic start. Great roll last week. And all of our best bets up on the website at tcmartinshow.com. Today, Trevor Maddich will be joining us again, ESPN's very own. And, of course, the 15-time Emmy Award winner, the 12-year NFL uh, veteran, and, of course, the 1984 national champion at BYU. Uh, great friend, Trevor Maddich, back with us today to participate in the best bet segment. And, of course, uh, Scott Spritzer and uh, Matthew Holt, all their picks uh, up up on the website. And our good friend, Ballpark Frank, uh, not back with us, uh, still recuperating, still on the IL uh, list. So uh, Frank is uh, hanging in one of our nearby resident hospitals. And, again, we wish him uh, the very, very best. He continues to uh, recuperate and uh, go through some more tests. So hopefully Ballpark will be back with us next week. So, again, great show. Uh, again on tap today as we start diving into the college scene, the NFL scene, and a whole lot more. All right. Very special guest joining us here today as well, too. And I'd like to welcome him in uh, right now. Uh, talk about, you know, former football players. Uh, this gentleman was a nine-year NFL veteran, played the linebacking uh, position, uh, drafted by the Miami Dolphins back in the day, also played for the Houston Texans and the Oakland Raiders. And currently he's the director of the NFL alumni, the Las Vegas chapter uh, here. So glad to have him with us, uh, Moreland Greenwood. Moreland, great to see you, my friend. Definitely great to be here. Thanks for having me on the show. And Moreland uh, from uh, Jamaica, actually. One of those one of those rare Jamaican NFL football players <laughs> back in the day. you got to tell us a story, man. I uh, mean, how a guy from Jamaica started playing football and ends up with a fantastic career in the NFL. Well, I'm going to give you the short version. Um, come from Jamaica, I played soccer. I've been playing since I was five years old. And uh, coming, coming to the States... I lived in Freeport, Long Island. I played soccer up until my junior year, uh, where my wrestling coach, who got me into involved in wrestling my sophomore year, he was the assistant wrestling coach, but he was the head football coach. And then he convinced me to play. It took him like one month to convince me to play because football and soccer was in the same season. And after my first year playing football, my junior year, I got offered a full scholarship to Syracuse University, not knowing anything about it. I mean... Uh, my junior year, I played in four games. I didn't even know what the first down was <laughs> because my coach basically told me, line up here, don't be offside, and where we see the football, just go get it. And that's why I did. I played defensive end, and that's pretty much what the game is all about, you know? So uh, did uh, Jim Br- you had a Jim Brown sighting uh, right away? How long after you went to Syracuse did you get a Jim Brown sighting? Uh, actually, my couple of years Two years in, uh, I met Jim Brown. I actually met him a couple of times. Actually, me and him got uh, inducted into the High School Hall of Fame uh, in 2015, the, in the inaugural class. Uh, 
and uh, I didn't even know that it went to Long Island. You know, okay. <laughs> when uh, when they were talking about the inaugural induction, I was like, you know what? Um, Jim Brown went to Long Island. You know, I, I was just very, you know, because Jim Brown is such a legend. You know, yeah. everybody knows Jim Brown, and yeah. just to come coming from Jamaica, not playing football, not knowing anything. I didn't even know Lawrence Taylor was. I didn't know all the the right. famous guys that legendary guys that actually pioneered the football and uh to be able to to uh be inducted in the hall of fame with jim brown and also going to syracuse uh a, a school that he went to um was definitely an honor well it's great to have you here my friend and i know yes. you've been in las vegas for for quite some time as well too and again not the usual path that you would see for a professional football player starting jamaica didn't even know, like you said, what a first down was, where anything was. Great college career at, at Syracuse. Speaking of college career, I know that you got a chance to play against arguably the greatest quarterback of all time who's still doing it today at the age of 44, Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, Brady was at Michigan, right? Too, uh, during that game in Michigan, yeah. uh, we, we actually beat uh, Michigan that year. I remember that year we lost to Tennessee in the Carrier Dome. Uh, we lost by like a field goal toward the end of the game and you know we we're pretty down and we know we had to make a turnaround because we had to go on the road and we went up there in Michigan you know Michigan got 110,000 fans so it was a going into a hostile environment so we we prepared and and uh, we went out there and we played well and we won and so we got a chance to get our get our season going and we ended up having a good year uh, that year we ended up uh, going to the Orange Bowl and uh, we uh, we lost to Florida, though. <laughs> right, right. But uh, but but we we definitely had a, a good year. And you know, playing up and talking about playing against some good players like Tom Brady, uh, I played with some good players as well. Uh, Donovan McNabb. I was just gonna say that. That's uh, Donovan McNabb. Uh, Dwight Freeney. Yeah. Right. Uh, to Bucky Jones, Keith yeah. Bullock. Yeah. Uh, played with uh, um, Will Allen, a few of the guys. Uh, Rob Conrad, who the the fullback, and. Um, just to go into a, a school like that was a good, a good choice for me. You know, they were the first school to offer me a scholarship, but going to a quality school like that with quality players gave me a chance to learn how to really play football and learn the game uh, that earned me an opportunity to get drafted in 2001. You got it. See, Brian, back in those days, that's when Syracuse was good. If you remember, that's when they had teams. And they go to the big house and they beat Tom Brady to go to the Orange Bowl. Syracuse had some exceptional teams yeah. uh, for a lot of years. And then they went through the coaching changes and yeah. uh, it kind of sent them back. Yeah. And then they kind of lost and, and got in the wrong uh, conferences when these mega conferences came up. And now they're trying to build it back up again. And uh, it, it's nice to see because I remember those Syracuse teams being very, very good and very competitive and covering almost every week. Right, right, right. <laughs> but to win in the big house is an accomplishment. I go to the, try to go to my daughter's michigan now so i go to the big oh. house at least once a year uh, <laughs> and, and one of those rabid fans although last year was none <laughs> that's true all right great stuff so moreland greenwood uh joined <coughs> us here today uh you're in charge of the the las vegas chapter of the nfl alumni which i think is extremely interesting because you know some people know but maybe a lot of people don't know of the great nfl uh, caliber of players, former players and current players that have come here. And he, he grew up here in Las Vegas. Of course, you have Randall Cunningham, who, who went to UNLV, yes. but uh, and our good friend Mike Pritchard, who was on the show uh, last week. He, he's a native and you know very close friend. Stephen Jackson, DeMarco Murray, uh, Brandon Marshall, just to name a few. But I'll let you elaborate about the Las Vegans that yeah. have played in the NFL. 
No, absolutely. We definitely have uh, a lot of players here that have uh, made a stamp in the NFL and actually made the community proud uh, here. Um, so we were very excited to start a chapter here when when uh, we like to have a chapter where there's the NFL football team. There's 41 chapters across the United States. We were the 36th chapter formed, and uh, we started back in 2018. Uh, the NFL alumni in its origin has been in existence since 1967. Uh, they, they, uh, our mission is caring for kids and caring for our own. Mm-hmm. Talking about the guys that have been the pioneers of the game, the guys that helped to build it uh, back in pre-1993, the guys that was building it from the ground up. You know, a lot of people see the big contracts that the players have today, but they don't realize the guys that actually built it, they, they, they're not receiving those similar type benefits, you know. Mm-hmm. So we try to fill in the gaps and we try to be able to provide for those players. And we also try to provide for the... Um, the, the youth in the community. And that's one of the things that we're doing with our Super Bowl of golf event. Uh, we partner with the Marlon Greenwood Foundation, which is, uh, uh, which is my foundation, where we do leadership and mentorship for youth here in Las Vegas. Every year we put on a free football camp over the summer. This year we added at the Billy and Lily Heinrich uh, YMCA. Obviously, we didn't have it last year due to COVID, but... Um, the alumni guys come out. They come out there, support the kids, motivate them, give them the drive and and uh, and uh, inspiration that they need to really uh, push on. And football is really to bring them in, but to really teach them about the importance of education and staying on the right path. So that's really what we want to do: is to be able to be role models uh, in the community um, for. For the kids out there that's trying to do better for themselves, it doesn't matter what they're doing. It doesn't matter if it's in sports, education, uh, overall. If they want to become entrepreneurs, uh, we just want to let them know that there's one way to really do it. That's with hard work, dedication, discipline, and doing the right thing. And to be able to instill that in their minds is basically what we try to do. Yeah, the Marlon Greenwood Foundation, you check that out. Go in online. Uh, like you said, great charity, great uh, you know mentorship program there. And when you're doing the football camps, I, I'm curious, as a former NFL player and, and someone who really kind of learned this game, you know, from another country from the ground up, I mean, how, how do you think the youth football is here in Las Vegas or just in the United States in general right now, we know that there's been more emphasis on player safety. And, uh, you know, we understand, too, that maybe a lot of the numbers are down, you know, for Pop Warner football and all of those programs right now. Talk a little bit about, you know, your uh, from your perspective about where youth football is right now. Yeah. Well, you know, it's I, I got to ask this question the to me before about what's the ideal situation about uh, how when should you start contact when should be the time when you um, uh, players start the hitting you know I, I think as far as the peewee league and player uh, kids having full contact I think they they shouldn't really start that until I think ninth grade uh, in in uh, high school because you want to give some kids grow faster than some some get more developed and you don't want uh, a kid that that has not hit his growth spurt yet uh, or his development to get hit by someone that's a little bit stronger. So I think at, at around ninth grade they can start because that's the time when they could really start getting to lifting weights and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Now but prior to that, you can play flag football, you can 
learn the different skills and the fundamentals that you need. There's, there's times in the NFL where we, we have practices where we don't hit each other. So there's a way for us to do that at a younger age to be able to preserve this game that has helped so many people to help their families and their careers, you know, because you, you have to think about uh, of the high collision that happened in the NFL, but you also have to think about the collision that happened way before that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's all about, they always say prevention is better than cure. So as long as, I'm glad to see the NFL has been uh, doing all the, the different protocols to make sure the game is a lot safer for the next generation coming up to make sure that, uh, you know, it's an entertaining game. I enjoyed playing it. My coach said, Marlon, I give you a, Football starts two weeks before soccer. Come on, try it out. If you like it, stay. If you don't like it, go back to soccer. <laughs> I've been playing ever since. I've, this is, I've been playing soccer since I was uh, five years old. Right. You know, and this is when in my junior year. So it is a great game. And uh, I want to, but I really think for the youth to be able to have the longevity that they, they, they need um, to, to start doing the flag football, non-contact, learn working on the different fundamentals. Teach them how to tackle, what's the right way to tackle, the proper footwork uh, before they get into running into each other full speed. Uh, they will know how to do it properly and the proper way to tackle and the proper technique that will be able to help them to, to uh, have a long, sustaining career. Now you talk about you know, growing up in Jamaica, soccer before football. No truth to the rumor that you actually tried bobsled? <laughs> you know it's funny you say bobsled because one of the one of the guys I'm training now he's a he's a semi-pro linebacker and he's actually training to be a bobsled really? pusher for the uh, Olympics right now. Okay, uh, Tyler Abrams. He'll be yeah, in the Tyler next uh, Jamaican bobsled movie, right? From Disney. <laughs> a great Andy movie. Ben cool runnings. Yeah. <laughs> John Candy, right? John Candy. There you go. Love gotta, it. Gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how was that movie viewed with, with uh, people back in Jamaica? Did, did they think that was cool? Or like, hey, what, are they, what, what is this oh, you all mean about? The, 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 movie, the, the movie Cool Runnings. Uh, cool yeah. Runnings. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... Did bring I, awareness? I didn't know about it until I watched the movie, too. But uh, <laughs> the, the, way they built, the, the way the movie was, that's Jamaica to a T. Uh, yeah. And that's the only way they would have been able to do it. Uh-huh. You know, is to... On the, the, the carts with the wheel and the way that, that it was. Um, so... Uh, Bob Flanning is, uh, I don't know too much about it, but it seems like you have to just be fast. And as you know, there's a lot of fast people from Jamaica. <laughs> you know? Fast. Sprinters, powerful. Sprinters. You know, powerful push. You, you never you never thought you'd have a cool runnings reference on this show, would you, Double? Oh, no, no, I, knew, I knew it would come around eventually. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Moreland man. Greenwood joins us, nine-year NFL uh, veteran linebacker back in the day. Miami, Houston, the Raiders as well, too, and director of the NFL Alumni Association here at the Las Vegas uh, chapter. You played with the Raiders towards the end of your career, and yeah. now and you played in Oakland, and we know all yeah. about Oakland, and now we see what is happening here in Las Vegas. Give us, give us no, your thoughts so, about this. So I was in uh, training camp for a few weeks there in the, uh, the, the Raiders, okay. so my experience over there was, was short, but I am very, very excited about the team coming out here. Um, I'm glad that they had that spectacular win uh, on Monday night, uh, playing against a real, real high-quality football team. Lamar Jackson, I mean, uh, the guys just are tremendous. But we have a good quality team here. I think if they continue to play hard and play play, uh, uh, strong and solid, I think we'll have a really good year. But 
this has meant so much for the uh, community here in Las Vegas to have a professional sports football team. Mm -hmm. uh, to, to have them here and the, to have the community saw what the impact that the Golden Knights had when they had a run and how, how energized the community was and the, the fans. And imagine if, if the Raiders have a season like that, man, this place will, will just erupt, you yeah. know, and uh, that would bring so much energy and real, so much life into, into Las Vegas, which, which uh, is growing to be a sports town, you know. Yeah. Um, can, can, maybe next will be basketball, maybe next will be baseball, who knows. Uh, let's see, but uh, at the same time, they, um, it's, it's a really good thing for the community here, and uh, it's, it's good to have the, uh, the silver and black out right. here. What are, what are some of the other NFL alumni that uh, you're dealing with here in, in the Las Vegas uh, chapter? So uh, our president uh, is uh, Lyndon King. He started four years for the Raiders. Uh, right. He started nine years for the San Diego Chargers, so 13 years. Um, we also have Roy Hart. He played for the Raiders as well. Um, we have uh, Robin Earl, played with uh, Walter Payton up there uh, in Chicago. Uh, Jackson Crisps, Crisp, he played for the Jets. He's, uh, he's on our board. Uh, we also have um, uh, Ainsley Battles uh, that played for the Pittsburgh Steelers as well as the Jacksonville Jaguars living here. Uh, Leo Gray, uh, he played for the, the Raiders, and they also have a Super Bowl ring. He, he's been to our events and supported us in what we're doing here with the alumni. And that's just to name a few. We have about 38 guys uh, on the, uh, here at the local alumni chapter, and there's a lot more in town. You yeah. know, Jonathan Ogden is in town. You mentioned <laughs> he's yeah. having a golf tournament on Monday. I'm going to swing by over there yeah. um, to... Uh, to, 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 uh, just to yeah. promote our Super Bowl of golf event that we have coming up. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to talk about that later. But, um, yeah, we have uh, about 38 guys and about 120 members here in the yeah. local alumni. You know, unfortunately, COVID uh, kind of slowed down the process of everybody. But we're getting the things back going now. And uh, uh, football season is here. The fans are back in the stands. And everybody's all excited to get everything going. We've got a UCLA alumnus here, so he he's saying he goes. We got to get Jonathan Ogden on the show here. So yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> you're talking a Hall of Famer uh, in college, Hall of Famer in the pros, and uh, uh, oh, nice. a local Las Vegas uh, resident. And Absolutely. of course, he went to UCLA, so that's uh, true to my heart there. <laughs> and and I think it's great to see all these uh, uh, former. Uh, 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 NFL players uh, find a home in southern Nevada. Let's face it, the weather's fantastic. The people are engaging. The food is great. And we have the, the best entertainment in the world. And now we've become a sports city, just like you said. Uh, we, were, we lived through the Vegas Golden Knights uh, inaugural run all the way through now. Uh, this is about as exciting as it can get. We're talking about our doubleheaders. Yeah. We're going to do a, a Raiders game at 1. And night's game at seven. Oh, wow, come, come, nice. come! Uh, there's three of them. Preseason one, and then yeah, yeah. in October and and in December. So it's just exciting to be at. We're all big sports fans, and and you know, being here for over 30 years, we never thought we'd see anything like this happen. There's rumors that the MLS is coming, so you could have some soccer right here. <laughs> so yeah, uh, definitely, that would be yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's uh, as as gambling has has become uh, more mainstream and yeah. sports gaming uh, and of course the NFL had to embrace that it took them a long time to embrace it uh, but realize that hey that that helps uh, 
uh, push their brand. It doesn't uh, make their brand deteriorate. And I think they've seen that in, in, in spades these first few weeks. So uh, people are really, really excited uh, uh, here in Las Vegas and really around the country to see everybody back in stadiums, whether it be college or, or pro. Right. Moreland Greenwood is in the house, and he's joining us here today at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. And uh, you're involved with the uh, fan charity golf tournament uh, coming up. Uh, our good friend Andy Coppell uh, is his baby, and I uh, always like to try to support uh, Andy and his endeavors. And uh, the golf uh, event is coming up Saturday, October the 2nd at Angel Park Golf Club in Summerlin, benefiting charities like our good friends that we're involved with, Opportunity Village, uh, Adams Place, Heroes in the Rough, uh, Kids Uplifting Kids, uh, the MG52 Foundation, and, and a few more. But, uh, you know, you can put your own foursome together, or you can sign up individually. they got fantastic prizes, uh, including NFL Alumni Super Bowl of Golf, which is in Orlando coming up. You've got uh, Cancun stays. You've got, uh, you know, great uh, gifts that you're going to get for just part- participating in the tournament. Stuff swag bags. Uh, you're going to have a Tito's Handmade Vodka Bloody Mary Bar. Uh, Wahoo's Fish uh, Tacos. Uh, Todd Parmalee's place there. He's got a trailer. Uh, will be there. And, of course, lunch is included. It's $145 per golfer. It's going to benefit a great cause. And uh, with the Fan Action Network as well, too. And I know, Moreland, you're very involved in this. Uh, speak uh, on behalf of... Uh, uh, Andy in, in, in the Fan Charity Golf Tournament. You know, um, this is a great thing that uh, Andy's doing, and you did a tremendous job, by the way. I don't think you missed one thing. <laughs> uh, so I don't really have to say much, but, but uh, just talking on the, the great job, Andy always wanted to do something like this, put, put some to support charities, local charities that are doing great things here in the, in the community. And he, he had asked me, he wanted to support uh, my charity and each year we do a Super Bowl ago for the alumni chapter, and you know I just wanted to be able to tie that in to be able to uh, make it more, more, more appealing for a golfer that's coming to get an all-expense-paid trip down to Orlando to compete for the Super Bowl of golf. So that's going to be one for them. Uh, they'll be able to go down there and and compete from October 22nd to the 24th, and. Um, They'll be able to win a Super Bowl of golfing. They'll be able to play against all the 41 chapters of the NFL alumni. Uh, I think the reigning champion is uh, Ron Jarowski. Oh, he's a, really? <laughs> he's a pretty big okay. golfer. So Old Jaws, you get a huh? chance to, yeah, Jaws, yeah. <laughs> so you get a chance to play against, uh, you know, play against some of the, the pros that you've uh, watched on TV and actually get a chance to go to some of the events that... There. So it's a really good good trip and a good little relaxing getaway to play some golf and uh, um, so and it's for a definitely a good cause. One of the things that we also with the foundation uh, it's contributing. We do like a food drive, a holiday drive, and a toy drive, and we're looking towards doing a coaches clinic where we can offer the the proper coaching techniques for coaches that are looking to learn, so they can be able to uh, educate the kids and coach the kids with the right technique and fundamentals because we want to make sure that the kids uh, the people teaching the kids are, are teaching them the proper way so they don't have to unlearn when they go to a, a college or a co- high school or you know wherever they're going so they can learn it the right way the first time so it can be m- uh, more further ahead so that, that's some of the things that we're working on uh, definitely um, excited about the Super Bowl golf coming up October 2nd and more information on that they can log on to mg52.org right. uh, that's mg52.org 
MG for Marlon Greenwood and 52 was my number. So right, <laughs> and right. It, uh, org. So uh, definitely appreciate you guys having me on here. And anytime you guys want to uh, have a sit down, just give me a holler. And, get- I, and I'll try to, I try to um, uh, run in. If I run into Jonathan on Monday, I'll. I'll, I'll, I'll put in a word for okay. you. Yeah, <laughs> MG52.org. And then yeah. uh, for the golf tournament uh, at Angel Park, uh, October the 2nd, uh, you can sign up at uh, jointhefan.com. Jointhefan.com. More importantly, how is your golf game? Uh, it's not good at all. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be by the by, by the hole. I think it. I think it's hole 10. Um, you're going to be just, by the Wahoo Fish Tacos yeah, just, uh, trailer. Just, uh, That's where you're going to be. Yeah, I'm just going to be promoting the alumni and the uh, um, the Marlon Greener Foundation yeah. and and uh, just be able to give people more information on, the, on that. And also, we're going to have some nice raffle prizes right. uh, for the golfers coming by that want to win, you know, want to win some of those prizes. Yeah. So. That's basically what I'm going to be doing there. Because sometimes I play golf, and then the next, you know, over the years of playing, you know, I never know how my shoulder is going to react the next day, you know. (laughs) I mean, I enjoy playing. If if I didn't have that issue, I would have. I, I would play more. Cause I just hit people for a living there at Syracuse, <laughs> nine years in the NFL. It's worried about his uh, shoulder with golf. Yeah. You know, it's like you with pickleball. That, that golf can be rough on your, your shoulders. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, MG52 here, he looks like he could still play a little football. There's no question about that. Yeah. So you okay, hit a few thank people. you very much. Yeah. But, uh, thank you. Yeah. Oh. And another thing, too, in, in college, I was always be, being uh, a wrestler. You know, you always... Uh, monitoring your weight and right. uh so i think that helped me in the long run i love food so i gotta it's a battle between, <laughs> that's my guy it, it's battle between what do i eat now you know and but sometimes i, I just give in and I, right. i'll be like man i gotta control this before i get out because <laughs> i can't work out like i used to right well, you, you know, look great I, man you know but um you know just gotta monitor it that way but I, I wish it was when I was playing for Miami when I could just eat whatever I want, all the Jamaican food, the oxtail, the oh. rice and peas, all that stuff. Uh, uh. There's a really nice uh, Jamaican restaurant here uh, I went to. Besides, uh, you know you know, you have Big Jerk and uh, Sahara. Mm-hmm. There's another one called House of Dutch that's off of Durango. depends on okay. where you are in town. Uh, but uh, I went to eat, eat there the other day, and I really enjoyed it. It's, it's really nice. I just wanted to give that a shot. Uh, there you go. Shout out. We're going to give right that there. a shot one day. We're going to give it a shot. There you go. Hey. Off of Dutch, yeah. I know you, you, Double B's down for some oxtail. So there you I'm go. I'm down for anything. <laughs> yeah. I try anything. Yeah. I, I, I love trying all the different foods here in town. Yeah. And again, we've been here for 30 years. And yeah. this was a buffet town for a lot of years. Right. And now you can find everything. It's fantastic. So. All right. Marlon Greenwood, uh, I appreciate you taking the time and joining us here today. I watched you play in college. I watched you play in the pros. Uh, great career. Uh, and, again, you're a great player, but more importantly, you're, you're a great guy as well, too. And, again, giving back, your foundation, mm-hmm. please check it out, mg52.org. And, again, sign up for this golf tournament and support a lot of these great charities at uh, jointhefan.com. Uh, We're going to be talking to you quite a bit more in the future, my friend. And, again, uh, congratulations uh, with your career and everything that you're doing for the Las Vegas community. Thank you very much, and I'm, I'm thanks for giving me the opportunity to uh, share this to everyone on, on your platform. And yeah, definitely looking forward to it in the in the future, you know. And uh, and to talk, there's a lot more to talk about, oh, wrestling, yeah. uh, everything. <laughs> so, but uh, I always enjoy doing that. So I can. Uh, sometimes it's good to let people know about what 
some of the things that happen on the other side, you know, mm-hmm. where they, they only probably see the football games and mm-hmm. sometimes they don't even know, like a lot of people don't even know that uh, I didn't even know what a first down was, like that story, you right. know, I think uh, when he went into the f- four, played four games, I mean, I'm doing great because my coach told me, line up here, don't be offside, and wherever you see the football, just go get it. I mean, that's all he told me. <laughs> and that was just that, they're killing people, but I didn't know I was killing. I didn't know what a sack was. I didn't know what a tackle for a lot. I was just tackling the guy with the football. You probably didn't know what a penalty was either, too, right? <laughs> right? I, I didn't know what Go a penalty was. Go crush that quarterback. <laughs> Back there with Deacon Jones was doing that head slap. <laughs> he probably, he, Marlon probably couldn't play in today's day and age, right? Oh, About yeah. roughing the quarterback, right? <laughs> go, go get the ball. Yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah, but, but, yeah, definitely, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks yeah. a lot. All right, Moreland Greenwood. The nine-year NFL veteran linebacker. Great to have you here, my friend. All Thank right, you. we come back. We start breaking it down. Saturday's college football action. Sunday, the NFL. Best bets coming up uh, next hour. Trevor Match will be joining us. Marco D'Angelo from Wager Talk. Handicapping it all. Plenty. More in store around your door. More of what you're looking for on a Friday, a football Friday. It is the T.C. Martin Show live from the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Now, back to more of Las Vegas' favorite sports madman, the Dr. T.C. Martin. Live at the Cosmopolitan Las Vegas, a football Friday. T.C. Martin, Double B, Brian Benowitz in the house. I want to thank Moreland Greenwood for joining us, the former linebacker who's uh, the director of the NFL Alumni Las Vegas chapter here. Mentioned some, uh, some great names that, uh, you know, obviously NFL alumni who not only grew up here or played here collegially, but, but, but live here right now. And, uh, and like you mentioned, you know, Jonathan Ogden, you know, one of, one of the best uh, UCLA alumni. But uh, so many guys like we've talked about, Randall Cunningham, who, of course, you know, the UNLV fame. Uh, Mike Pritchard, who our good friend who comes on with us all the time, Stephen Jackson, DeMarco Murray, Brandon Marshall, and then he named about 38 other guys. Uh, and, and it's great to connect with the, the local NFL legends. Absolutely. It's great to see him. And uh, uh, he was an absolute gentleman. And they're, they're big and they're active in the Las Vegas community. And they're so strong for Southern Nevada. So uh, it's great to have them here. Uh, they're an absolute asset to have. Uh, here in here in Clark County, so uh, we welcome them with with open arms. All right, one more time about the fan charity uh, golf tournament. It's Saturday, October the second at Angel Park in Summerlin, benefiting uh, some great charities. Like we said, with Opportunity Village, our good friends over there, Adams Place, Heroes in the Rough, Kids Uplifting Kids, and the MG52 Foundation, which is Moreland Greenwood uh, Greenwood's uh, foundation. You can put your own foursome together. You can sign up individually. Great prizes and. Uh, Go to MG52, that's his number, Moreland Greenwood, 52.org, MG52.org. And, of course, you can sign up at uh, jointhefan.com. And that golf tournament benefiting uh, a lot of great causes, great charities here in Las Vegas, October the 2nd at Angel Park Golf Club in Summerlin. All right, Double B, uh, we had great time Monday night at Allegiant Stadium. I know we touched upon that you know, earlier in the week. We were all there. The electricity was, I think, as anticipated. And you never know if the hype is ever going to be as good as you think it's going to be. And it definitely was. Uh, Again, you had the Gladys Knight singing the national anthem, a great rendition. Uh, We had Ice Cube and and Too Short doing the halftime uh, show there. And the Raiders found themselves down 14 nothing. Oh, and by the way, when the Baltimore Ravens lead by two touchdowns, they were 98-0. 
before that. 98-0, and the Raiders with the uh, tremendous comeback there in the second half. The game goes to overtime, and just to be at a game like that live and in person where you have one of the most crazy, iconic endings that, you know, for a lot of people, it was their first professional football game. Because if you're a Las Vegas native, remember, you couldn't even really go to Los Angeles because you were void from having an NFL team there for, you know, many, many years. You know, now you have the Rams, but, you know, there was like a 20-year void before you had, you know, football in Los Angeles. So I talked to so many people this past week, and they go, you know, that was the first time I ever went to an NFL football game. And you think about it, well, if you're, you know, born and raised or spent the last 20, 30 years here in Las Vegas, it makes total sense. And, uh, you know, not a lot of people get the opportunity to travel to NFL stadiums. But so for people that were there, uh, very exciting, and the game lived up to everything. Congratulations to the Raiders. They're 1-0. Yeah, the, hats off to the Raider organization. Allegiant Stadium, they get an absolute A in, in, in everybody's book for, for what they did and, and performed for that first game. And then it was a storybook ending. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was Laura. It was Laura's first game as well. Okay. She grew up in Durham, North Carolina. There's no football around there. She moved out here. No football out here. So she said, wow, this is my first NFL game. And uh, Wow. I said, well, they don't all end up like that. That, <laughs> that was pretty exciting in the end. So, uh, uh, you know, I looked at her. I said, well, we only have 269 more of these, yeah. you know, since we got uh, 30-year commitment with them. So uh, hopefully we, they're, they're all as good as that first one. And uh, uh, they did a great job. Traffic was easy. Food was easy. Easy access with the Clear app. Everybody was happy. The place was mobbed. Uh, it was loud. It was fun. Entertainment was great, and uh, all people are talking about is can't wait for the next game. Right, right. So uh, next game next Sunday, one o'clock, ready to go. There you go. Uh, speaking of Laura, uh, your wife, yes, at, uh, that, that Dukey, uh, she, she's going to be involved in my best bets. She doesn't know <coughs> really? it. Neither do you. But yeah, really? oh she's, my, she's going to be involved in my best bets. So well, you're, you're involved in an ACC team. I'm, all right, I'm just going to leave it at that. You know, <laughs> now I got to put on my glasses and, and study this a little closer. A, a, a little teaser there. All right. <laughs> all right uh, so the Raiders in action this week, and we're going to dive into uh, more handicapping the NFL and college football, especially when our Good friend Marco D'Angelo joins us here at the top of the hour as well, too. And, he's got uh, 74 notes he's already working on. I, of course it is. So it's, funny, it's funny. It's funny. When I told uh, Double B that Marco was going to be joining us, he's going, oh, he's got some horses for us this week. You know, yeah. right? And you had some horses for us last week as well, too, right? I did. I did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they ran second, of course. So, yeah, of course, I always you, bet you to, I to, never bet to place. You, so that's you, never you, 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 you tried to talk me on that three to five shot. Didn't, yeah, it, it didn't yeah, work, right? Yeah, three to you never seen a three to five that TC didn't love. Exactly, yeah. but <laughs> that's okay. It's, it's quite all right, man. It's quite okay. All right, the news coming out of Southern California. I want to get your take because obviously, longtime Bruin fan, I know how you feel about USC, and I remember how you made me feel when uh, I wore my USC. Uh, polo shirt, uh, you know, a, a, a couple months back. Uh, again, you got to remember, you know, when people give me gifts, I'm going to oblige. I mean, yesterday and, and last Thursday, I had the T.J. Reeves Champa Bay Buccaneers. I had that on, you know, but uh, I know, so I, I got to be careful. I didn't want to wear my USC shirt, you know, today. Who? Yeah, exactly. Okay, and, and, and definitely not going to wear it in front of you and Jay Schrader, you know, or Jonathan <laughs> Ogden, for that matter. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to, you know, J.O., forget about it. But Clay Helton... You know, yeah, get, getting the, getting the axe after uh, we picked against them. Stanford plus 17 and a half. No problem with that. I want to get your take as a Bruin fan and as a college uh, football fan about USC dumping Clay Helton after week two. Well, as a as a UCLA fan, I wish they would have kept Clay Helton for the rest of their <laughs> right. careers. 
that he could still be their coach in 40 years. That's what Frank says about uh, Jim Harbaugh uh, in Michigan. Yeah, just, just keep him there. Yeah, <laughs> true. I get that. But uh, he has not performed there. Uh, the, he won just enough to get by. He got rid of all of his assistants one year. That effort that they put on last week against Stanford was humiliating. Uh, they got run over by a team that had just gotten whacked by K-State. And uh, the, the, the board, the regents, whoever it is, said, uh, okay, that's enough. Uh, we're going to get rid of you now so that they can have their season, put somebody in place, and then uh, uh, be ready for recruiting. Uh, because they, they looked weak. They looked like a weak ball club. And, and the teams that were built, at, you know, SC – was a, was basically an SEC team in the West, and they were the powerhouse. They were they were the the, the standard. Now Alabama is the standard, uh, or Clemson to some extent. Uh, Ohio State a little bit in the in the Midwest, but SC has fallen so far that they seem to be and also ran in the Pac-12, and the Pac-12 has not been strong. So uh, I, I think they did the right thing by getting rid of them. I'm not a guy who likes to get rid of coaches. You know, I kind of like the Pittsburgh model where they've had three coaches my entire lifetime. So, uh, But I, I think it's time because uh, they needed to do it because that team was not going to get any better. And they've got a superstar QB who looked like who right. still look, look lost. Right. Their defense was not in sync the entire game. And against, I mean, would they get three points against K-State? Stanford, <laughs> I mean, it was not, they're, they're not known for their, uh, uh, other than their power football, but they're just not known to be creative like that. And it was at one point, I think, 41 to 13. I mean, it was an absolute blowout. Yeah. They made it look a little more respectable with a couple late scores, but uh, SC uh, is on some hard times. And uh, in that game, uh, the first time I've ever seen in my life on the first play of the game, let alone, where the kicker got ejected for targeting after the kickoff. Did, did, I don't, <laughs> I know don't recall that. that. No, that, I don't recall that. That's what, the USC-Stanford game last week. Really? They kicked off, and the kicker got a targeting call. What, he just launched himself he like launched a fool himself, at the end? He launched yeah. himself, and, and so that was kind of the beginning of the end of Clay Helton right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm sure Clay Helton is, is a fine individual, but... Uh, as uh, a Division One powerhouse, traditional head coach, yeah. you cannot perform the way he has over yeah. the last few years. We had Arash Markazi on, the former LA Times writer, Sports Illustrated, ESPN, and now he's still down. You know, he's a former USC uh, alum as well, too. Does a, one of the one of the best uh, sports writers around. And I was talking to him yesterday, and I said, you know, USC's got to get this thing right, and they've got to quit going with the old school alumni family reunion role, you know, Lane Kiffin, Steve Sarkeesian, Clay Hilton basically was an intern, really had no business coaching that team. But there was always this dynamic there at USC where, you know, going back when Mike Garrett was, uh, you know, the athletic director and then, you know, after him, it's like they wanted somebody in there that basically was like a puppet, you know. And the last good head coach they had was Pete Carroll. Chitty Petey. You know, yeah, you right. know uh, he, he, he's, I think they still have some of those national championships. <laughs> I don't think he had to give them all back. Right. I think some of the Heisman, you know, he might. <laughs> no, I didn't win any but one Heisman. Say but what no, you want about that, to, though. But Pete was he, a great coach. He, he got a it great done. recruiter. He was a fantastic recruiter. Yes. He engaged with the kids yes. today. And he's engaged for, uh, unbelievable. he's done well at Seattle. I, they shocked me. They really looked good last week. And uh, that's what they got to get back to. He was not associated with the university when he got there. Uh, he was more of a pro guy. Right. And uh, uh, he came there and he did the job and they were always in the breath 
of a national championship. Now, Pete Carroll sometimes his game decisions uh, when they lost to Texas. They should have never lost that game to Vince Young in Texas. His Seattle team should have never lost that Super Bowl. I mean, right. uh, you got this guy named Beast Mode who just ran eight yards. Just give him the ball again. <laughs> right. hey, don't, don't try to pass it off at that point. Yeah. But uh, you could say what you want about Pete and some of his game time decisions. The guy could flat out recruit. He, the kids loved him. The players or the uh, the coaches played for him or coached for him, and they got the job done. And they were feared. And now they're not. SC is just an, an also ran thought. What I liked about Pete Carroll too, that kind of goes unsung, is he was a guy that community too. He had no problem diving himself into the community there in Southern California and you know recruiting those kids and again he was a player's coach but he was the last successful guy they had but and like you said the key it, it, where I was going with this it, you know he, he wasn't a USC guy you know what I'm saying? No. USC has got to go out and entice because they've got the money I use the word entice but go get the best possible head coach that they can yeah, and you, not worry about you think if the guy has time. As, I mean, Franklin is on the list. James right? Franklin is on the list. I'm not, Please that, hire James Franklin, that, SC. That, Do it because you'll be bad for the next decade. Yeah, I love you know, it. Do and it. again, we don't know how good he is. I mean, he was, at Van, he was at Vanderbilt, not overly impressive, and we've seen what he did at Penn State. I don't know. I think, you know, if you want to stick to a guy that has West Coast ties and knows the Pac-12, Chris Peterson. You know, who, who left Washington just a couple seasons ago. That might make a little bit of sense. But now there is this connection with, uh, you know, Mike Bone, the, the athletic director there. You know, Luke Fickle, who's over at Cincinnati. I think that makes a wow. lot of sense. There's already... What a job uh, he's done at Cincinnati. Yeah, wow. great. There's, yeah. there's a chemistry factor there, too. So, for me, I think that makes a lot of sense. But forget going... You know, the pro routine, the pro coach in, in trying to do that, that rarely works. We saw it work with Pete Carroll where he got a chance to reinvent himself, and now he's even a better coach in the NFL than he was, you know, before, back in those days. So I, I think you you got to find a proven head coach that basically is a no-nonsense guy and is going to be have the ability to run the program that he wants to run it and not have to worry about what administration's thinking and, and, and that sort of thing. So I, I think you need an innovator. You need someone someone that can really get the job done. And, uh, you know, I like to see, you know, I know it's a rivalry for you. It's a, you're a UCLA guy. I get that. But let's be honest. College football is great when both USC and UCLA are good and they're both relevant. And to see football with 90,000-plus at the L.A. Memorial Coliseum, and I know it's kind of a dump. I understand that. But, it, you know, with that ban and with all that, you know, red and gold in that stadium, I want to see USC good again. I don't want to see the Rose Bowl like they, against Hawaii where you've got 20,000 fans and you've got 70,000, 80,000 empty seats. I don't like to see that in the Coliseum as well, too. I want to see football be good with both of those programs in L.A. Uh, they need to both be good. L.A. is a very competitive market when it comes to your entertainment dollar. Yeah. Uh, now you have uh, you know professional teams all over the yeah. place, and you've got a, 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 a team in SC that's on the down. You've got a UCLA team that's on the up. The Hawaii game was a, was about a billion degrees that day, uh-huh. and uh, not a lot of people going when the, you had LSU the next weekend. So, uh, um, you know, UCLA's allowed Chip Kelly to be there for four years. He's gotten a lot of criticism. This is his fourth year there. But it now seems to be kind of clicking. We'll know a lot more about that team against Fresno come Saturday night, uh, a late game at the Rose Bowl. Uh, but you're right. You need them both to be good because it's exciting. When I was at school in the in the 80s, uh, both were very, very good. We were number one in the country at one point. Had Troy Aikman and all those guys from uh, – 
that we got from the SMU team that got uh, right. uh, bounced, <laughs> right. that got the death penalty. But, uh, you know, SC had Rodney Pete, and they had some great ball players and uh, uh, were competitive all, all, all four years plus that I was there. So uh, uh, it is important to have them both be very good because it's good for the rivalry. Right now it's been a one-sided rivalry. Mm-hmm. It's been SC. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, UCLA's won, I think, one of the last three, and now uh, this year's very important for them to win. And it's just like uh, an Auburn and, and, and uh, Alabama, and Alabama yeah. or an Ohio State and, uh, and Michigan. You, you hate that other team. You don't even want to look at them, but you need them to be good. Right. Right. <laughs> you want them to be good so that when you beat them, you know, it, it's, a, it's a real uh, thing. And, and you don't want them to, to pull that big upset against you. And, and you just mentioned, you know, two other rivalries right there that have been one-sided recently. Yes. You know, Auburn had an upset over Alabama a few years back, but for the most part, it's all, it's roll tide. And with Ohio State just dominating Michigan. Yes. I mean, Jim Harbaugh can't, you know, again, that's why they want him out. You can't beat Ohio State. And if you're a head coach of Michigan, whether it's football or basketball, any of the sports, you have to beat your chief rival. you yeah, got to beat him. Michigan's an intriguing ball club after watching. They, they pretty much have abandoned the pass this year. Uh, they've run for 350 yards against soft teams yeah. is what it comes down to. Uh, I can't remember who they played the first week. Uh, uh, one of the Mac schools. Right. And then uh, Washington is weak. Washington's a weak football team that's very banged up. Michigan and, beat Western and, Michigan and, the first week. Yeah. Western yeah, Michigan. Yeah, okay. yeah. And then they, they, then Washington they just, last week. They ran over Washington without really yeah. ever having to throw the ball. Right. They're going to have to eventually throw the ball. Yeah. And uh, we'll see how they are at that point. Uh, the announcers were saying it's a softer uh, Harbaugh. It's a little more relaxed. So uh, we'll see how that goes uh, as they approach the uh, eventually the Ohio State game, which I get to go to this year. I'm very excited. Yeah, about. absolutely. Yeah. And uh, when you look at these teams that have rivalries and, and, and you know not good, we've got one this week with Oklahoma and Nebraska. Oh, that used to be the best, didn't it? It, it? it used to be fantastic. But again, look at Nebraska right now, and I'm just I pose the question: If Nebraska gets blown out, and I mean really blown out. Does Nebraska, does their AD pull a USC AD here and get rid of Scott Frost maybe immediately and not wait till the end of the season? Because the way Nebraska has looked, especially in that opener, it, it was dreadful. And you got to have a feeling that Oklahoma, they're laying 22 and a half. It could be downright ugly, this game in Norman, and especially with Oklahoma coming off you know, kind of a, a, a subpar performance. Yeah, well, well, Oklahoma drubbed whoever they played last week, Western yeah. Carolina. Well, like 76 but, nothing. but Tulane, the week before against Tulane. Tulane, Tulane gave them a battle, and they I did. think Tulane came back and beat somebody the next week. So Tulane may be a better football team than we they thought. Yeah. Oklahoma's defense, which was supposed to be improved, was not right. against Tulane. And Tulane could have won that football game, actually, at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Nebraska, you, you mentioned it. They were absolutely dreadful in their opener against Illinois. Dreadful. Mm-hmm. And then you thought, well, maybe Illinois is better. And they've lost two in a row, and they got crushed by Virginia. I mean, I think it was like 42 to 14. It could have been 60 to nothing. That's how bad that game was. So what do you have in Nebraska? You thought you had your guy. This guy Frost is, was the mastermind in Oregon, and then he went down to Central Florida, and he, he came, they, couldn't, they won every game by 50. And then he gets there, and, and have they given him enough time? Maybe. I mean, what, he's in his third year now, fourth yeah. year. I, I don't even remember with yeah. the COVID year. throws me all right, off. Fourth year, yeah. Uh, but... Uh, is it is it time? I, I think they'd be insane at Nebraska to get rid of Scott Frost and not let him go because the guy is a is a some sort of a coaching wizard. Uh, I don't know if he's got the right personnel. I don't know if they've had injuries. That QB's been there for well, I don't know Adrian eleven Martins, years, twelve years. He's horrible, and he's, he's horrible. he's he just doesn't guy. seem to have the right guy there. Right. Um, so I, I don't know. Twenty-two might be uh, uh, light. 
this Oklahoma team can light it up offensively. And, uh, you know, maybe they backdoor. I don't know. I'm not touching 22 points. That's that's one of your numbers you like to lay, but I'm, I'm not going to well, do it. I tell you, it's one of my teaser numbers. It's one, one of my teaser, teaser numbers. numbers where I'm going to get that like down your Virginia number. Yeah. Uh, last week you had Wisconsin. You laid 26. I think they won by 27. It was beautiful. Yeah. That was yeah. good. I'm like, I kept watching that. I'm like, 26 and a half, and he's got it right I'm, on. I kept I'm, watching. I'm going to get there. go back and forth. That was I, I, nice. I was, I was never sweating. I told uh, you. you never sweat. You never know? sweat. They, they love beating up the Mickey Mac. Never yeah. in doubt. Never in doubt. Yeah. 3 0 last week on the college it's, side. But it is. Several of us. To go back to it, Oklahoma, Nebraska was a game we used to look forward to mm-hmm. every year. Oh, yeah. Played on Thanksgiving. Fantastic game. Uh, <laughs> um, the two big coaches, Osborne and uh, Schwitzer. Yeah. I mean, it was just awesome. And it's hasn't happened so it's nice to see it back in we're eating lunch today at the uh, vaunted henry uh, vanta- yeah. van- fantastic and, and, and no more pre-game meals okay yes we, really. ha- we have to stick to post-game meals we had this great tradition of, of post-game meals afterwards okay and you, you talked me into hey, let's have a pre-game meal today well, we, were I mean, to, we were supposed to meet uh you know mia from Saskatchewan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, she, she snubbed us today. She, That's so okay. She, she backed off, so we went to lunch anyway. Yeah, we went yeah. to lunch anyway. And on the, and on the, on the screen in the Henry, we had Nebraska, Oklahoma. And I, I looked at Double B and I go, Real quick, name that year. And he looks at it and goes, uh, that's got to be uh, 1971. And, and five seconds after I asked you the question, <laughs> boom, was it November 25th? Uh, yeah, it was 1971. Thanksgiving, 1971. 1971, there I, I get a lucky break sometimes. Johnny Rogers and company. Well, you know, that's what we remember is, is that type of game in, in that rivalry right there. Well, my, my favorite thing that the Oklahoma fans would always say is, uh, you, you know what that, that N in that helmet means for Nebraska? You know what that stands for? In Nebraska, it stands for knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> what is the o- a funny rip? A funny rip. What does the O did. stand for, by the way? <laughs> I think the Nebraska people, what the O would stand yeah, they, for. They, who knows what that? But it was, I always, I always got a chuckle out of that. The good nose, the good-natured ribbing that these yeah. uh, opponents would have. Great rivalry. How about Purdue? They can't even bring their help. They're, they're not even letting them bring in their drum. No, don't bring that drum. Uh, we, we don't want to see that in South Bend. Yeah, no. Happy Trails, the world's largest drum. There it is. Well, there it's is. just like Bevo with Texas. You're not gonna let, you know, you're not gonna travel with Bevo. You can't travel with the drum. It's about the same size. That drum's been at every game there since 1979. So you tell so me. So yes, they travel with that drum. Okay, but who's who's saying no drum? The well, Irish are the, saying of that, or, the Irish. or or, or the is it Irish, Purdue? The Irish said we can't fit it in the stadium. You know, it's too. Our I've stadium's been, too I've been, little. I've been in those tunnels. <laughs> might do, you might not be able to get that or Bevo through the Irish tunnel. Bevo. It's an old stadium. You know? <laughs> oh, that's funny. They, you know, that's a team that struggled so yeah. far. Well, Notre Dame has not looked good. Well, who would you rather uh, uh, take on the road with you, uh, Ralphie the Buffalo or Bevo uh, for Texas? I don't want Bevo anywhere. That sucker's mean. He looks tough. With those big longhorns, and uh, he almost gouged uh, Ugga the other, uh, there that one yeah, time. The right, other. Right. I'll take the Buffalo. The right. Buffalo looks nice. I How about that. a Florida Gator? Is that okay to take on the road? Not not at all. No. <laughs> no, the gators, are, the gators are vicious. They're mean, mean animals, so let's let's leave them be. How about, a, how about an Alabama elephant? Would that be okay? Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Fun. They're, they're nice I don't and understand. Soft. Roll Tide, but there's an elephant. Yeah, Big Al. Please explain that to His name is Big Al. That's it. Thank you very much. Yeah, there yeah. it is. You learned it all right here. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> all right, when we come back, Marco D'Angelo is going to join us from Wager Talk, and of course, we're going to be breaking it down. The college side, the NFL side, it's handicapping time here on the T.C. Martin Show. Best bets coming at the bottom of the hour. Trevor Maddich is going to join us as well. So hang tight for that. It is a fabulous football Friday live from the cosmopolitan of Las Vegas inside the Sportsbook powered by William Hill. The ambience, the gaming, the food, it's all here. The cosmopolitan of Las Vegas on a beautiful Friday afternoon. 